On PPK Today, we'll be talking about the belief in God and what that actually means. But before that, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Welcome to Priest, Prophet, King, the podcast where we change the culture from within. I'm your co-host, the man on fire, John Sablon. The middle child, Keone. <laughs> and your boy, Meeks. What's up, boys? How we doing today? Good, Ready good, to go. Good. Ready to roll? Ready to roll? Well, we want to thank everybody for joining us on episode number one. Had a lot to get out there. Just the inspiration for the podcast the inspiration for some of the topics, you know, just conversion stories, mm-hmm. um, what we see as a challenge, um, just especially with this this generation. Um, and today our topic um, comes from something that I know you guys have been talking a lot about, mm-hmm. um, the belief in God and what that actually means. And to kind of preface this topic, um, I think we brought it up in, in the last episode, but if not, just to remind the listeners, there was a study done by Barna, um, group, which is a research group that um, actually talked about the, the 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 era that we're in being a post-Christian era. So for the first time in our American history, we are living in a country where a majority of the people in our country do not identify with any faith at all. And so there's been a bunch of studies done. And so that's more than half the country, obviously. Um, we live in California, so we're very much a state that has a lot of cities that are post-Christian. Unfortunately um, for us, um, you know, we, uh, we we see that as a challenge for sainthood, right, for sanctity. But um, this is this speaks to where we are today with with the the, new, the generation, the younger generation. We talked about it before about how people are, um, especially as, us as Catholics, are leaving the church. Fifty um, percent of Catholics leave the church. So um, this is something that you guys were talking about. So where do we get the inspiration for this this episode? I think we, me and Kenny, talk about this a lot, but we were just kind of noticing how hard it is to truly live out that claim and to justify that claim in our actions that we do believe in God and, and all that comes with that. And I think uh, to your point with the post-Christian era, it's, it's not only post-Christian in the sense that I think most people would say, you know, I'm not religious, but I, I'm faithful or whatever. They'd have that where we don't even have that anymore, along with the idea that even the Christians in the post-Christian era are very service level in their faith and mm-hmm. very service level in their beliefs. And so, um, you know, not that we're any better than most of the Christians. I mean, we were probably as much to blame as anyone in our walk so far, but we just thought um, we, we, we wanted to point out something that we had struggled with in our faith journey and we kind of see reflected in the rest of society. Mm-hmm. So I think going off that, Miko and I watched a video um, with Jordan Peterson and Dennis Prager. And he had asked him, uh, Dennis Prager had asked Jordan Peterson about, you know, he always says, you know, he he acts and he lives as if there is a God, but he's hesitant to say that he believes in God. And his, his reasoning for that was that um, to say that you believe in God, um, I think people often miss what that truly means and the depth and the meaning behind that and what's at stake if you do say you believe in a God. Um, And so what he was saying is that if people honestly examine their life and how they're living, 
how could you dare say that you believe in a God? And so Miko and I were talking about that and how, you know, what we see on social media about um, the Christians in the media. And we see the, you know, we retweet or we comment or we put on our stories different scripture passages or we'll wear um, a cross on our, around our neck or whatever that may be. But how could you, how many of us can honestly look at the lives that we live and say, yeah, I believe in God and I'm living that out. And so just from Jordan Peterson's point, he's saying, how, how, how could I ever honestly say that? And I'm hesitant to ever say that, but I do act and live and I try to live as if there is a God. And so we're kind of just talking about that. And I think that's the topic of today's podcast. When I think Miko brought it up, especially for us as Christians, right? When we say that and our lives don't witness to that, um, you know, one of the things that we're challenged with, especially as Catholics, and we run into a lot of people who have a certain perspective of Christians in general, but definitely Catholics, is that um, the Catholics, the quote-unquote Catholics that go to Mass on Sunday, but Monday through Saturday act as if they're living in hell, right? Or live a, a, a away from the gospel, live a life that doesn't speak to the life of Christ. And Jesus isn't Lord of their lives, but really is just kind of, you know, often some you know, compartment that they put them back into that Sunday thing. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah, you're just a Sunday Catholic at best. And that's really not a life of God. So I guess it's a question of hypocrisy, mm-hmm. right? That you, if you say, and you know, when you're, when you're on a podcast speaking about Catholic things, um, you know, the target just gets a little bit bigger, but I wanted to bring up something. Cause I know in a lot of the, the talks that I've given, I bring up this, this new generation of even mm-hmm. um, Christians out there using it. Uh, very superficial, superficially. Um, and there's these, this pastor, Rich Wilkerson Jr., who's the pastor of the Vu Church. Um, interestingly named, Vu in French means you. Um, but he talks about how he doesn't think that people are interested in a religion that tells people what to do or not to do. That the gospel message is not a message of behavior modification. So if you think about the Bible we read, I don't know which Bible he's reading, but the Bible that we read speaks to a different gospel, um, to the gospel, that, that actually speaks to a life that um, not only professes it with your lips, but even more so with your lives. And I think that's the message you guys wanted to, to kind yeah. of hit home, right? I think, I think even before the gospel, so I don't even think you necessarily have to <clears throat> be too knowledgeable in the gospel to just understand the, the first premise, right? So let's say if, if, I, if I believe and I claim that there is a God, then I initially say, Consequently, that I have an innate nature tied to that God. So that what that's really saying is that in order for me to live my life uh, purposefully and to live with, uh, I guess, complete fulfillment, it has to be tied to something outside of myself. And so right off the bat, there has to be behavior modification because as fallen individuals as we all are, whether you believe as a God or not, a lot of our natural instincts are geared towards our wants, our pleasures, our own survival, um, what's best for us. Because what the harder thing is to do to be selfish, uh, selfless, Mm -hmm. the easier thing to do is be selfish. The harder thing to do is be patient. The easier thing to do is be impatient. So I think given that, we should understand that it has to, if if we say there is a God, then it has to be behavior modification. Because if we claim belief in God and we have that innate nature, that's something outside of us that we have to continue to live to that in order for us to truly 
live in the way that we were made to. Because you can't come, you can't uh, claim belief in God if you don't believe that we were made by Him and then made to initially. I, I mean, at the end of all of it, be with Him forever. Mm-hmm. That'd be the only way that makes sense. To, so when you say you believe in God, I mean that's that's kind of the depth that we wanted to show. Um, I mean, to remind ourselves first and foremost, and to mm-hmm. show you know Christian community that when you're saying you believe in God, it's not just because it's not just a scientific solution or or something because you know, it's been hand down or whatever it is. There's an entire lifestyle that has to follow with it. And all of us have to do a better job of holding each other accountable and not only speaking with more intent, but living with more intent. So I think um, kind of going off that, if we do not live according to that belief, we will never reach our own fulfillment because we have a God who created us for some purpose. And with Uh, like you said, that intimate nature that's intrinsic to each and every one of us. And so if we have a creator that is transcendent and that is all-knowing, all-powerful, then we must strive to imitate that. And um, so like Miko and I were talking about the example we we do learn in philosophy that, um, you know, we're all in, everything in, in this world is full of potential and we're reaching, um, act pure act which is god itself god is pure act he's fully love he's fully grace he's fully mercy everything he is he's the fullness of beauty and us on earth are just trying to strive for that reality but we'll never get there and we definitely won't get there if we're not living in that purpose to live not horizontally with our pleasures our wants what we see um, in the world but living vertically with our relationship with god or are we following that um, intrinsic nature are we trying to foster it are we trying to strive towards it um, so we, we were talking about the example of man created a chair and it was created for a specific purpose. But if that chair tries to be a table, tries to be a TV, tries to be a car, it will never fulfill its purpose because it's not living the purpose of the creator. And so we as humans are created by the infinite God. And if we say we believe in that, then we must be constantly um, living in a way that fulfills his purpose, not our own purpose, because we were not, we did not create ourselves. So that's kind of what we were meditating on. I think it's a call that we need to remind ourselves every day as a Christian and to hold other people accountable. And I think that the chair is always a good example Mm -hmm. because I think um, some people could use that as a table, right? You could lay it on its side and you can put something on it and it may be for a short period of time or for a specific uh, moment, serve a purpose as a table, but it'll do so imperfectly. Mm-hmm. And it do so that which may cause damage to whatever you put on it, the people that are eating on it, or if you turn it on its side and, and you know, maybe you, the chair is meant to be sitting upright, but you turn it on its side and you sit down on it and all of a sudden you break it. And I think that's for us, that's our struggle, right? As fallen people is that, um, you know, it, it, when I travel and talk, I think the two key questions, especially from the youth that I get, the two biggest questions I get asked is, um, the question of who am I, and the, the next question is, what's my purpose? Mm-hmm. So when you, when you guys are speaking about this um, fulfillment of your purpose in life, it speaks to kind of teleology, right? That, that everything is designed with an end and purpose in mind. And no matter what we do, if we don't fulfill that ultimate goal of the creator himself, then we're always going to be chasing. We're always going to be left sat- uh, 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 unsatisfied. We're always going to be left um, 
feeling an emptiness because it's like maybe we're chasing fame, maybe we're chasing power, maybe we're chasing money, maybe we're chasing some lustful passion, some disordered passion. And in the end, we're really seeking to fill the God-sized hole in our heart, mm-hmm. right? But let's take it back because I think the, the key thing is making the statement, yeah. right? There's a lot of people, and we're included in that, that make the statement that I, I'm a believer. We walk out, you know, we're on, we're on a podcast, and people know that, oh, these guys are talking about Jesus. Mm-hmm. These guys are Christian. Um, look, now I'm going to watch every move Miko makes. I'm going to watch every move Keone makes. I'm going to watch this John guy. I know this guy, John, you know. And now it's like we can't lose our cool or our temper. And it's like, no, it's not that we're going to be perfect in that. I mean, we got to strive for perfection. Yeah. But it's, I think the, the thing that resonated, especially if, if you saw that video with Jordan Peterson and Dennis Prager, the level of conviction in, in Jordan Peterson's voice and heart. Mm-hmm. Like if Christians really felt it like that, <laughs> like felt it like that, like how dare you? say you believe in God, if you really examined your life, mm-hmm. you would think twice about saying that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're, we're hoping that this episode brings to light is like, I mean, we're glad that you're Christian if you are, right? And if you're not, come talk to us, let us know, right? Yeah. Um, but, but when you make that statement, does your life profess to that very reality that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, King of Kings of your heart, mm-hmm. of everything that you do in your life? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the it's at, that's probably at the core of this, right? Yeah, I, I mean, just save yourself the time if it's not, and it doesn't have to be perfect. None of us will ever be that. Nor am I even like nearly half the person that I know I'm supposed to be, even though I'm only 19. I think the idea is that it's a journey, and understanding it's a journey, but every day taking a step towards that. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not, and if you choose to ignore six days out of the week, a month at a time, then just save yourself the the title of being Christian because it's just this is gonna be too hard for you. And then what you're doing is, and I'll do this. I'll do the same thing when I when I'm not living my life in accordance with God or or I'm falling behind because I'm just getting too comfortable. I'm watering down the title of Christian. I'm no longer I'm no longer worthy of holding that title if all I do is live how I want to live. But then Sundays make sure I, I'm I'm going to mass. That's just watering it down for anybody, including me. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's kind of we, we just want to have that same conviction that, that Jordan shared and that mm-hmm. all the saints share and um, all the leaders. And I mean, even, you know, the Protestant pastors have a very strong conviction and they, mm-hmm. they'll read more scripture than all of us per day. And I think that's the idea that we're trying to get at is if we're just going to call ourselves Christian, let's just act on it. Let's all, let's all do, let's all make a promise to act on that together and push each other and to not water down that title because of that, it seems like that's what a lot of society has done is, you know, water down, the, the word of love and, and every single thing that used to hold so much meaning, the more we just use it around without living that out with intent, without speaking with intent, it's just going to come watered down and it's mm-hmm. not going to, it loses its value. I think that's a concept too, just with our faith. And, and we've talked, you know, in different retreats and talking to confirmation youth and youngsters and whatever. And um, something that we've experienced in our own lives, but the idea that we treat our, our faith and our, and our religion or our belief in God so differently than how we act in reality with anything else in our life. If I say I'm into fitness and I work out once a week, how much, how much meaning would that mean to other people? Yeah, I love fitness. Well, how much do you work? Oh, an hour a week. <clears throat> that wouldn't mean anything to anyone. Like, I wouldn't follow you. I wouldn't believe you. You're, you have no credibility. If I say I'm a basketball player, I'm a hooper, but I practice for an hour a week. No, you don't. It's, it may be for fun, you know, an hour to, you know, maybe get some 
some stress out of the way, but you're not a, you're not a hooper. You're not a real basketball player. Or if you're into education, but you never read, you never go to school, you skip class and you go up for that one class that was fun. You go to PE, you know, and it's like, are you into education? And so we, we always have this, um, we treat our faith as, as the exception. No, I know I believe in God because he's out there. He's always here. So I, I just believe in that and I'm cool. And that's a free pass to do whatever you want. But we never hold that standard in anything else. And I think that's it. We just need that daily reminder to like Meek said, like it's not about us being perfect. But if you're not choosing every day to get better, to grow in that perfection and to strive towards it, then just don't, just don't waste, stop wasting your time. Because there's people who may not be Christian who actually may be struggling with being Christian and they see the loudest voices. They see the people who make the most noise and say, I'm a Christian and aren't living it out. And that just turns people off. And I think something as Meeks and I have grown in our faith, it's you, every day you have to face that reality of, are you really making that choice? And that's the a hard choice because it means a complete denial and dying of yourself. And that is not easy. But Jesus, Jesus never said it's going to be easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, I think it's just coming to that reality where so many people would like to take half of it. Yeah, I do believe, but I'll act when I want to. And I think the more you really do believe, like kind of what Jordan Peterson had that hesitation about, if I do believe truly, then I have to live it out according to my creator or else I don't really believe. Yeah. It, and it's just a front. Right. I mean, and, and we all hate hypocrites, even though we can all be hypocritical. But that's what it ultimately comes down to yeah. is that everybody wants the glory and the crown, but they don't want the cross and the death. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's a part as Christians is, you know, that that there was a good Friday before there was an Easter Sunday. Yeah. And I think that's the part where nobody wants to go to. And, and it's easy to ignore that piece and just, you know, the, the, the loving Jesus, the merciful Jesus, the fun Jesus. And they don't remember the Jesus that was scourged, the Jesus that was betrayed, the Jesus that was, you know, that fell three times, the Jesus that was nailed to a cross, the Jesus that was, you know, spit um, on, mocked, exactly, you know? left by all his closest friends. And I mean, who's going to sign up for that? You know, when mm-hmm. when we try to simplify, water it down, dumb it down, and you were talking about it's going to turn people off. But what about even the faithful, that person that is actually desiring a, a faith with God? And then we somehow water it down, and now we're leading them astray. Mm-hmm. We're telling them, you don't got to pick up that cross. We're telling them, you know what, don't worry about it. Do you. As long as you just believe in God, you'll be okay, even though your life professes to a whole other, another belief of no God or the God of the world, the God of the culture, the God of, you know, whatever passion that you're, you're enslaved to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a challenge for us as, all as, as faithful believers and Christians is that not only is it, um, and Meeks, you just brought this up about if you're not working every day, and I think Archbishop Fulton Sheen said that there are no spiritual plateaus, um, that you're, it's almost like a mountain, that if you're not going forward, you're only sliding back. And standing still means you're sliding back. Mm-hmm. And the word strive actually means it's like a, a, a vigorous struggle against opposition. Mm-hmm. So when you say, oh, I'm striving towards that, that's not passive. Mm-hmm. right? That's not something that's just sitting there un- uh, disengaged and uninvolved. It's actually something that says, I'm vigorously struggling against, struggling against opposition. Mm-hmm. And for us as faithful believers, I mean, that's the, what this episode is about. Is like recognizing that we all fall short of the glory of God, recognizing that we need the grace of God. And I think that's why we're very blessed as Catholics, because we have the grace of the sacraments, you know, that we can, that we can experience um, the, the, the merciful, loving power of God, transformative in the confessional. And then we can receive Holy Communion on a daily basis as Catholics and receive the grace of our Lord himself, body, blood, soul, and divinity through the sacrament of Holy Communion, and then be nurtured 
nurtured, nourished, and strengthened in order to live that out. Because that's the other part of this is the hope piece is like, let's recognize it. Like when you say you're a believer, and I think this is, we were talking about this earlier, you talked about saints. When, when in the, the first, second, third centuries where they, you know, we talk about thousands of Christians were being martyred for their faith, that they had to either denounce their faith and worship the Roman gods, or they would be martyred in the Colosseum. Mm-hmm. And when they said, I am a Christian, and there's documents out there, so go look them up, right, that, that speak to the first martyrs of the church, where they said, when they said, I am a Christian, that meant I am going to die for my, for my faith, that I'm willing to die. And I think that's what um, uh, Jordan Peterson was trying to get, to, you know, in his message with Dennis Prager into that mm-hmm. audience. Um, but that, I think that's the, that's the other aspect, too, is to encourage our, our listeners out there that, um, you know, recognize that you're going to fall short, but that doesn't that doesn't give you a free pass to give up mm-hmm. and not own it. Yeah. You know, as I, Christians, I think it's also just bringing people back to the awareness that I think we often miss is the the meaning and purpose of sacrifice and what it does for the human person in general. So we think about what's popular nowadays is like the vegan diet and fitness pages, right? And what makes those so popular is you're saying no to these things that are harmful to you. I'm like a crusader, right? We're, we're going against the tide because this is bad for you. And I'm, I'm struggling because I want that cheeseburger, right? But we're saying no because it's harmful to animals or whatever that may be. You're saying, no, there's an inherent good that I'm striving to. Even though I'm craving that chocolate, I'm craving that cheesecake, I'm saying no because of some greater good. And we, we use it even in fitness, right? Like I have to wake up early before work to work out and it's tiring it's hard i don't want to do it but you suffer and you sacrifice because of some greater good but we often miss that when it comes to faith because we emphasize the so loving god who just kind of is just there as our cheerleader and it's like no he said pick up your cross daily deny yourself you know follow me and i think we often forget that and we don't want to apply it to our faith because that means an entire life conversion it's easy to be you know on the fitness side as hard as that is it's just a part of you it's a part of you to have your diet. You know, you eat three meals a day. That's a part of you. But the Christian is your entire life, every second of your waking day, that you're saying every moment of every day, I'm either saying yes to you, Lord, or I'm saying no. And that's, that's what's actually hard. And I think we all have to remind ourselves and the Christian community at large of what that truly means. I think that's the point of what we're trying to get across as we watch that, that podcast is what does belief in God really mean and what's at stake when you're saying that? Or, and, you know, when I heard that, first thing I'm thinking about is not, you know, I'm not getting on my high horse after I hear that. I'm just like this. Yeah. Dang, <laughs> Jordan, you, you got me there. Jeez. And then and the first thing I go to is just thinking about how much I spend my time. So how can I, how can I continually call myself Christian? How can I sit up here doing podcasts, acting as if I am one, if I'm spending, let's say, three hours a day on social media and 10 minutes praying? I mean, that is, it doesn't make sense. So for me, I mean, that's where I felt like the most conviction was within my own life. And I just want to be able to, hopefully you guys can see that within me and, and reflect upon yourselves and feel the same thing where, you know, I'm calling myself out first because I'm the one standing up here. I mean, and Kelly talked about it like that means when we just did this, the very first episode, as soon as we did that, it was no more game time. I mean, there was no more time for playing games. It was game time. Like it was, mm-hmm. now it's no, more, it's no more practice. Like we have to be the people that we say we are. Mm-hmm. And I think... It can't just be, I'm a Christian and, you know, I went to mass or even, you know, I'm reading scripture a couple days a week or I went to the chapel once. It's 
the reality of Christianity is at every moment is an opportunity, to, like Keone said, to say yes or no to God. And it's not, and I, I think like people will be kind of hesitant to, to realize that and think, oh, you know, you just, that's just that Christian talk. And, but it's actually, it's actually true. Like every day, like you saying, so you just, like we talked about the first episode, right? Is when I was saying that when I just continually, if I just go on my phone or I continue to do what I, what I feel like doing, even though it may not be harmful in the sense of, um, you know, maybe I'm not going after the lustful things or maybe I'm not looking at anything, you know, nothing crazy. I'm not watching, uh, you know, South Park or something like that. I'm just, I'm just watching some, you know, just 2K videos or something like that. I'm still choosing my comfort over something that I could be educating myself on more as a Christian. Because mm-hmm. when I say that's a Christian, right, the, the example that Christ brought to us was dying. That's what he did. He died to himself for people that were a lot lower than he was. And so I think that's, that's, the, that's the thing that we struggle with and that we forget is that, yeah, he loved us, but he, he did so in a way that he, he, had, he died. For, that's, that's what he showed us. Mm-hmm. He showed us the cross. And so, you know, I, I think that's the most important thing about, about this episode and, and, and just realizing that we can't continually uh, just go after our, our passions and our pleasures and, and expect grace to come for it or, and then, and then ex- live that way and then expect to justify our own belief in God. Because that's, that's just, I think it's just being disrespectful. And I do the same thing. Because like I said in the beginning, if you did believe in God, then you would live according to that nature that he gave you within. And you wouldn't be living in a, in a way that ignores him. Because I think that's what you do when you follow your passions and your pleasures. You, you ignore that. And it's evident. I mean, how many, how many rappers have we seen in the last few years overdose or get into something happen where they have everything they can want by the age of 21? Everything you could possibly want. And somehow they're still overdosing. And they, they, like they, I don't think we're honest with ourselves as a society to say that. We say, you know, RIP, this legend, they took him too soon. But why did he kill himself, though? Why don't we ask that question? Mm-hmm. Why don't we look ourselves in the mirror and say, man, he had everything he wanted that we all, because we don't put on a platform virtue. There's no, we don't put, we don't constantly tweet about Mother Teresa. We don't care about virtue. What we care about is the fame. We care about, we care about people who have all the stuff in the world. We care about the Jenners. We care about all these people who have not one ounce of virtue. And then we question ourselves, well, why is it that, why is it that Mac killed himself and all this stuff? And we're, we're so confused. And why would the world do that? Man, the world's effed up, this and that. What, what, what do you think it comes from? Mm-hmm. You know, when we lose that part, which is the virtue, this is what's above us, our innate nature, that's a call to virtue. What's below us is fame, or what's, what's with us, I guess, below God is the fame, is the money, is, is the lust, is all that stuff that results in what exactly you see. You know, and all, and all feeding, the celebrities. Yeah, and you're feeding your low, lower faculties, right? You talked about denying the good for something greater. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're chasing for, or you're chasing the fame alone, I mean, that should speak volumes to people. That you're, you're speaking of people that, quote unquote, according to the culture, according to society, had everything that people are, are striving for right now, and they still took their life. So aside from the mental health aspect of that, that w- everything that they had, all the, the fame, the glory, the people chasing after him, people wanting autographs, the people that wouldn't leave him alone, all the groupies, whatever it is, right? They had all of it in to the nth degree, and it, their life was still empty. Life still was not worth living. And I think when we talk about this, like com- becoming a Christian, by the way, for, the, for our brothers and sisters out there, doesn't mean your life all of a sudden becomes easy. Doesn't mean all of a sudden that your life is without suffering, right? This isn't the prosperity gospel because a lot of people are selling that too, right? That you're just not praying hard enough because that's why you don't got the yacht. 
right? You're not praying hard enough. That's why you don't got the nice clothes. No, that's a bunch of BS. What it is, is when you become Christian, you embrace the cross and you realize that this world is temporal and we live for a higher calling. And that calling is defined by the creator himself. And it's when the creature tries to act like the creator is when we get lost, mm-hmm. right? That we play God in our life. And I think that's the part, And you know, we just celebrated the epiphany in the church, right? So when the Magi came to pay homage to God, man, who became one of us, right? The, the, cre- the creator became the creature. And I think there's a lesson to speak to the, the listeners out there that there was two people seeking Christ at that point. The three magi to pay homage because they knew he was a king. They knew they saw, they came from a whole nother continent on some camels, y'all, right? That's a, that's a, that's a long journey. So here, he, here they go and seek it out. But what did King Herod want to do? Well, he's a, threat, he's a threat to my lifestyle, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go find Christ and kill him. And guess what? And when he couldn't find Christ, I'm just going to have all the babies murdered. Right? Sounds a lot like our world today. Right? If we're real about it, when we talk about becoming really Christ-like, is how many of us are seeking God to come and pay and give him homage, worship, versus how many of us are seeking God in order to get rid of that in order so I can live my life the way I want to live. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that's just kind of something that I wanted to speak on that that's kind of came to my heart right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, kind of going off of me saying we, we were talking about this and like the rappers that, you know, we would enjoy listening to or the, pe- the people we hear about that like have it all. Like they have the money, they got the clothes, they have they're on the um, on TV, the award shows, whatever that is. And they're still taking their life. And I think kind of what you're going on, uh, kind of what you're talking about, Pops, about um, the level of comfort that they have, like they're as comfortable as they could be. Their life is as comfortable as they, they don't have to work for anything. Like they want food, they can get it ordered. You know, they want extra clothes, they'll call a designer and they'll send it to their way. It's a level of comfort, but it's still not enough. And when it comes to a, a life change, which is the Christian calling, is a complete, that's what the purpose of baptism is. It's saying your life is not your own anymore. Mm-hmm. And that life change is, is really difficult. But kind of what you're saying as far as suffering, it's not saying there's going to be no more suffering because I'm a Christian, but there's a purpose in the suffering. Mm-hmm. And we have someone who did it first Mm -hmm. and there's a meaning in that, in that suffering. And kind of what I was saying earlier is, you know, these, these rappers or these celebrities have this level of comfort and they're unwilling to make that actual true change. But there are people in all of society are willing to make that change for the little things that that honestly don't matter, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and think about when we take away God, it doesn't mean we're not called towards something uh, uh, outside of ourselves the obsession with fitness and diet and vegan that that becomes our god it's our religion i'm going to follow these rules because we're inherently we're called towards a structure outside of ourselves like you were saying an intrinsic nature and people fall in love with fitness because i have to be i have to look a certain way i have to follow these regiments you know i'm i'm disciplining myself and people know inherently i think that there's a discipline that that causes virtue but it's never going to be enough because it's not calling you outside of yourself in your whole life. It's just the three meals I eat in a day. It's just the hour I spend before work. And the Christian calling is so much harder because it's saying, no, 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 no. Not just when you work out, not just when you have dinner, it's every decision you make. And the more, you know, we are trying to strive in faith and the more we're trying to um, reach out to the, the Christian community at large, that's a struggle to say, I believe in God and now what comes next? And that's a daily yes. 
and a sacrifice that we, we, I think we understand at a, a minor level and the little things we do, whether it's work, you know, you got to grind it out, right? We talk about get your, get your money. You got to grind all those long hours, you know? We know inherently that to get towards your goal, you have to sacrifice and suffer. But when it comes to the real goal of getting to heaven, nah, nah, it's, I'll wait. You know, God loves me, man. I'm cool. Yeah. You know, and so I think it's just a daily reminder that he's calling for a true conversion and not just something that you do part time. Yeah, two things I want to add to that. Back on, you know, rappers and, and most actors is those people who are the ones taking drugs the most and going parties the most, which means that they're distracting themselves from their lives the most out of all of them, which should mean something. If you got to constantly be high and, and I guess, forget what's the reality of your real life, that means you're sad. Mm-hmm. You're not happy. You're empty. Mm-hmm. Like Juice World, who just died, has a song called Empty. And he says the entire time, I'm empty. That's the, like, it, these people are screaming to us, hey, this is not really what's fulfilling in life. Yet we completely ignore that still every day. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just want to bring up that point because, I mean, so we forget that, that these people are constantly just trying to forget the life they live that we all really claim that we want to have in a life that we put on this high pedestal and we think is the highest thing we can achieve in life, yet they're constantly trying to forget the reality that they live in. Self-medicating. So I think what we can do now, I think as people are listening to this, I, I can see our, our listeners and um, the viewers at large kind of be like, okay, you're telling us, you know, we got to make those changes. You're convicting us. How do you guys do it? What's the first step we're supposed to take? And I think as we travel and we talk, and I know the talks that I've seen you do, mm-hmm. it's like, that's great, John. You know, you're telling us all this. How do you do it? Or what's the step we're supposed to take? Mm-hmm. And... um maybe we can start talking about how, you know, how can we go about doing it and what can we give to them to start actually making that daily change? And what does that mean to actually live out the belief in a God that transcends us? Yeah, I think it starts with, um, actually what we talked about, Meeks pointed this out a lot, you know, kind of the the episode we did on True Faith Real Talk where you're talking about, like, understand your why. Like, when you say, I believe in God, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God and that I want to be a disciple. I think for us, that first step is unpacking that. What does that actually mean? Like really pondering that in the depths of your soul mm-hmm. and, and, and understanding what it is and why it is and whether or not you're committed to it. Because becoming a Christian doesn't mean you're going to be perfect all of a sudden. It just means that you're committed. So for like the listeners out there, just start. You know, it, it's it's picking yourself up. It's putting one foot in front of another. And God in his, you know, miraculous ways allows us to see not three miles ahead, but it, but one one step ahead. Mm-hmm. And I think um, my encouragement to a lot of people when I'm, I'm talking to them about it is just start. I don't mm-hmm. know where you are in your faith. We're all on different journeys. But at the very least, what does it mean when you say you're a Christian or you're a believer? What does that mean to you and why? And what are you willing to do to to, to really live that out? And it's going to take an honest assessment. It's going to be um, starting inward first, looking internally and understanding what it, where do you stand with God? Because in the end, it's not Miko, John, and Keone judging you. It's Christ himself. So you don't got to worry about my approval rating. You just got to worry about what, are you right with God? And that's all. I'm, I'm responsible for me, my soul, my wife's, your mom's soul, you and you kids, and anybody that the Lord entrusts to me. And, but I got to get me right first. And I think so. I would say just start at the start meaning figure out where you are and, and figure out what the next step is for you. And that means understanding what it is to be whatever it is you believe in, specifically if you're, um, we're calling you, um, you, you need to hear the message of the gospel. 
and you need to hear the message of Christ, but I challenge you to, to seek that out. And then why you believe it and what you're willing to do for it. Because I think all the examples you guys brought up is that people said, I agree. I agree with this certain lifestyle. I want to be the f- most fit. Um, and then I'm will- and I, I know what it's going to take. I got to work out three times a day. I got to diet really well. And I got to surround myself with all of these things. And I'm willing to do it. I'm all in. Mm-hmm. Right. That is no, that's even more so with God. So that would be my, my first point. Yeah, I, I'd say I would take it in the same way that you take anything. So if I uh, want to start basketball, I'm going to start dribbling with my dominant hand first. So I'm going to learn how to dribble with my right hand. And once I got that, I'm going to go to my left hand. I'm not even shooting. I'm not even going to try to shoot a ball yet. And it's taking those steps. So if you're if you're someone who just hasn't really had a prayer life, just not no, not sure where you are, but, you, you know, you do uh, strongly believe that, you know, Jesus is son of God and you know, all that, I would just start with, you know, praying every day. Can you just start your day off with prayer? Sweet, you got that? Okay, then add in scripture. If you're Catholic, add in chapel time, add in confession regularly. I think it's just small steps that you have to take. You don't you don't have to, you know, look like Kobe or Father Mike Schmitz on the second day. It's just about knowing where you are and understanding I guess how to get there at your own pace. And yeah, I think it's I think it's fun. I, I like to add because I think it's funny how people do do the whole like um, I'm not going to have a church or these corrupt people tell me how to live my life because it's hilarious because it's like if I if I say I really like basketball and then they're like, hey, bro, right here's the out of bounds lines. I'm like, nah, dude, you're not going to tell me how I live, bro. you're trash. I just saw you. You're a garbage can. I'm not going to tell you. And so I'm just running out. And I'm stiff arming people and I'm elbowing and I'm double dribbling and traveling. There's rules to every single thing. There's a way to act and there's a way to perform in the best way possible. I just think it, I think it is hilarious, though, because you guys bring that up, that we we don't want to hear rules because it's inconvenient. We don't want to change our lives, but we'll follow all the rules in the world for for sports and for whatever the heck it is that we want to do. Matter of fact, we protect them because it protects the game. Yep. Right. So when people violate those rules, we call them out right away yep. and we try to get rid of them. Yeah. Right? It's just it's just interesting to me how. All of a sudden, we can't have rules on how to live our lives, but we, we can have rules on how to play a game, and we'll make sure we'll follow those. Mm-hmm. It's, it's funny. So I would say to, and I said it in the, the, the episode of True Faith Real Talk, mm-hmm. and saying yes in the little moments of every day. So something that was really powerful that I heard is that every act that we say, like, so if I say, you know what, Lord, I'm going to pray to you right now. You know what, God, I'm going to spend some time in the chapel meditating or reading scripture that the the that's always a response that we're that we are making it's never a first step so god is always the one who sends the invitation it's never us saying hey god guess what surprise i'm gonna i'm gonna start praying right now no he's always inviting us will you pray right now will you spend some time reading scripture and hearing my word will you do that nice thing for your coworker? will you pick up that trash that you see on the ground it's always an invitation. We never make the first step. We're just responding to the invitation. Mm-hmm. And so God does that at every moment of every day, constantly saying, will you do this to, for me? Will you, do you trust me? Are you going to say yes? And it's in those daily yeses that make a saint. It's not just that one moment where everything was just transformed. And you just become a perfect Christian in one day. Like Meeks was saying, you start off small by just saying yes in what you can and then over time, that becomes a habit. And that's what virtue is, is making the, the daily yes to form a habit. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what virtue is. And I think we all know as Christians to strive for virtue. Um, but I think in my own life, as I really began to respond to the conviction of, 
kind of what this purpose of this this podcast is is do I believe in God and what does that mean and what does that call for if you're saying that if I really say I believe in God he is the ruler of all earth heaven everything he's the king of king lord of lord he has to be the lord of lord of my life then because he created me I'm just within this so he's the lord of lord of not just you know the earth but he is the lord of lords over me and am I living in accordance to his call and what he created me for and that has to that has to inherently lead to a, a transformation of your life and so i think the more i began to face that and accept the fact that no this is actually a call to change your life then you start to say you know what maybe i need to stop listening to that music maybe i do need to step up my prayer life because i have a god who i'm gonna face the day i die and he's gonna say how much did you respond to me when i was tugging on your heart every day how much did you respond did you just post it on social media did you just say yeah i'm christian or were you consciously making an effort every single day to say yes to me not what got you the most likes but what's what i was wanting for you and that's kind of what we were talking about meeks and i were talking about is not living horizontally but what my my pleasures are my wants my urges but how much did you constantly make an effort to foster this relationship of the vertical. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the more you are saying yes, the more conviction you'll start to feel and, and have within your heart to where, like Jordan Peterson said, how could I, how can I honestly say I believe in God yet my actions mean, or are saying the contrary. Um, so that's kind of how it was for me is just that the more you start to say yes, the more he calls you to change the little things and the more you want to because it's you look in the mirror and you're saying i'm not living as as though i believe in god truly as the lord and savior of my life when i think you i think the way you know priest prophet came came about and you, you think about that that tagline where we say changing the culture from within it's exactly what we're telling you is that you want to you want to see change be the change mm-hmm. right you want to it's got to start inwardly first mm-hmm. that nobody's going to want to listen to you you know, pontificate or speak on your high horse if you're not living it first. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I think it was Pope Paul VI in, in one of his encyclicals where he said modern man listens to, more willingly listens to witnesses than teachers. And if he listens to teachers, it's because they were witnesses first. And I think that's the key thing is nobody cares what we have to say until they realize that we actually are living a life that's congruent to our words. And um, so I, I just encourage a lot of the listeners out there to, to hopefully take this one to heart. You got any, you got any parting words, Meeks? Yeah, I'd just say... Um, to understand that this struggle we talk about, we're all doing it together. We're doing it with you guys, especially. And I mean, you know, always feel free to to reach out to us and just talk about how we handle these things because uh, it's not easy ever. And we struggle with the same exact things you do. I promise we struggle with the same exact things you guys do every single day. And um, we're just trying to, you know, shed that light, that, that, with that convection that we felt. And, um, you know, we hope that you guys felt the same way. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's struggle together mm-hmm. keep on moving and what i wanted to add too is you know what we're trying to do is not educate per se but to um, foster a community of uh, a group of christians that um, are striving towards truth striving towards heaven because we have communities you know we have um, you know different groups all throughout different areas of life but how much are we ha- how many groups do we have that are actually trying to get to heaven and so what we're trying to do here is just foster that community. And um, like Meeks was saying, like likes, 
comment on it and give us some ideas and topics of discussion so that we could, you know, help you out. You guys can help us out. And that's all we really want is to have that community to where we're not um, educating you. We're not on our high horse, like my dad was saying, but we are kind of struggling through this together and we can be transparent with you. And that's kind of our goal. Like what Priest Papa King is, is, is we're starting a community to help each other out and to get to heaven is building that, building that community. Yeah. So as we, you know, kind of look to transition to the next episode, we're looking for ideas, you know, um, we want to hear from you. We want to hear from all the listeners out there. We want to know what works, what's on your heart, what help you may need. Maybe just some insight. We don't claim to know everything, but we do claim to care. And so uh, as Meek started at the beginning, be sure to like, comment and subscribe below. And until we see you on the next episode of Priest, Prophet and King, let's get holy or die trying.